Hello and welcome to Help! I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram, a podcast where we discuss the lives of fictional characters to avoid obsessing over our own. But before we get into that, who are we and what the heck is an Enneagram? Kyle, take it away. Hi, I'm Kyle um, and I'm a type 4 on the Enneagram and my pronouns are he, they. The Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system that has nine types. The type 1, the reformer, type 2, the helper, type 3, the achiever, type 4, the romantic, type 5, the observer, type 6, the loyalist, type 7, the enthusiast, type 8, the challenger, and type 9, the peacemaker. Um, There are more nuances involved in that, um, but we can get into more details of those as and when they come up. And my name is Catherine, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a type 5, and I am an aspiring screenwriter. I have an MFA in screenwriting from Boston University, so so we're basically just going to analyse a TV show or a film every week and chat about what type we would put the characters into. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hi everyone, so this week on the podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, Me and Catherine have had um, a really busy few weeks um, and so we essentially needed a little bit of a break but we didn't want to leave you without an episode. Um, So the following is a little interview that Catherine and I did um, probably about a year ago um, during the very first lockdown of COVID-19 in the UK Um, and It was while Catherine still lived in Boston. Um, So uh, it's basically, I did a series on YouTube where I interviewed people of, uh, I tried to interview people of all nine types. I didn't quite get through all nine, um, but I did do uh, quite a few. Um, So this is uh, an interview I did with Catherine about her experience as a type five um, and how she experiences the world as a type five. Um, we should be back next week with a normal episode, um, but I hope that you enjoy this one. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so, uh, first of all, how did you learn about the Enneagram? I learned about the Enneagram in the same way that you did, I yeah. think. <laughs> At university, uh, we used the Enneagram in one of our classes in undergrad. So we talked through all the different types and we had to try. Well, not that we, we didn't have to try and figure out what type we were, but. Like, that's what we all did, yeah. <laughs> it was as like an acting tool. Mm, cool. Um, and what do you, what did you kind of connect with about the Enneagram? What do you connect with about the Enneagram, do you think? The reason I like it is because it's helped me figure out why some of my friends do things differently from me. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, if they'd be doing something and I'm like, why are you doing it that way? Like, I wouldn't do it that way. It's helpful to remember like, oh, they're doing it that way because they see the world in a different way and their brain works in a different way. Yeah. A different type. Which has been, it's been fun to figure out what types different people are in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. That's half the reason I enjoy it, is kind of seeing how other people kind of act very differently to how you would kind of expect them to. And also it makes you be like, oh, okay, they're not just being like yeah, <laughs> annoying or whatever. They're just like, that's just how they think of things. Yeah. 
So often uh, you'll type the type fives um, because they're more sort of, because they're quite analytical and um, like to think a lot. They're perceived as like more scientific. Um, whereas obviously like you're, you're a screenwriter, you're more connected with the arts, which is a manifestation of a type five. Um, and it's a common one. Um, but how, yeah, so how do you experience your fiveness within like not being into sort of a more scientific way? Yeah, I think it's funny because I remember when you first told me that I was a type five, I was like, really? <laughs> and I, before that, when we were trying to figure out like what types we were at university, I really struggled to put myself into a box. I think because I read all of the types and I was like, well, that's not me. And I don't agree with that bit and I don't get this bit. So where do I fit in? Um, so I, I think I struggled with that like perception of being seen as like cerebral. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I don't think of myself as like a cerebral like I sit in my room and I'm just reading lots of books and I don't like the outside world um but as I've sort of thought about it more over the last couple of years I definitely see <laughs> bits of myself that play into that and especially it's funny that you say that it's like analytical yet I'm doing screenwriting because I think screenwriting is probably like the most analytical form of writing like writing a play is very sort of like oh you can do anything like it's all imaginary anything could happen on stage um and when it comes to play uh, to screenwriting like there is a very definite set of rules mm. and like a way to format the script that you can use to like form your story mm -hmm. so it's funny that you just said that because I was like, oh, maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> it's just like, maybe that's why it works for me. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Um, so for the five, the, each type kind of has a social role um, and that's kind of how they, um, how they act kind of in a group situation and stuff. Um, and the social role for the uh, five is kind of the expert. Um, so how do you, do you relate to that? How, and if so, sort of how do you relate to that? Um, I, like, I, I really like fuck at being like, I don't want to be called an expert or like, <laughs> maybe that's just because I don't want to seem like I'm like a know-it-all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I do like, like in social situations, I really like talking about what people are really into. Mm -hmm. so, like if someone, and it that doesn't need to be, I, I like, I think when I think of like someone being really analytical, I think of them like reading like old library textbooks and they're really stuffy. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't mean it that way. I mean it like if someone brings up like a TV show that I'm really interested in and they're really interested in, I will happily sit there and talk about like Love Island for three hours. <laughs> because I'm like, let's get into that show because it's uh -huh. fun. But, but yeah, so like in terms of that, I definitely identify with like, getting into a subject or if someone is really into something that I don't know much about I like asking them questions about mm. whatever they're into so that I'm learning a little bit not only like about the subject but also about like it tells you a lot about people I think to know what they're interested in yeah yeah that definitely makes sense 
And then um, kind of the title of your uh, type is the investigator. Um, so how do you, do you relate to sort of being an investigator? Um, yeah, I've got a funny like side note about this, is that Adrian, for our anniversary, adopted a manatee, like on behalf, and he sent me this certificate that says like, this manatee is adopted by Catherine, but he could pick whichever manatee he wanted from like a list of manatees, and the one that he picked is called Betsy, and like she's nicknamed the investigator, and she's like very curious, and like her personality matches up my personality. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. That's amazing. Sorry, what was your original question? <laughs> well, how do you relate to being an investigator? Um, well, I don't, I don't think of myself as being like super, super smart or good at puzzles or like good at mysteries. I'm not very like, I, we did uh, a show about Sherlock Holmes last year. I was in the writer's room for a show about Sherlock Holmes. And it is so much harder to like write all of those mysteries <laughs> than it is to solve them. And it made me realize like how much I'm not like Sherlock Holmes, but I do enjoy like mysteries. I enjoy like watching like crime shows and like shows to do with politics and like all of that. You kind of like uh, the reading of mysteries and stuff kind of helps you to kind of learn about the world and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, so each, uh, there's each centre, so there's uh, the body centre, the heart centre and the thinking centre, um, and the five is lives in the thinking centre, um, and they each have kind of an underlying emotion. Um, so for the heart centre it's shame, uh, for the body centre it's, uh, it's anger, and for the thinking centre it's fear. So how do you relate to kind of the emotion of fear? <laughs> Uh, hard, hard to land. <laughs> um, I think I've become like much, much better at trying not to be like scared of things. Mm -hmm. But like definitely when I was younger, like if I was like worried about something, I just wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Like if I was scared about something or like if I, I find I still do this like less so now, but I still do it a little bit where like if I am not sure what I want to say about something, I just won't say anything like if I rather than saying something not being totally sure what I'm saying or where I'm going with it I just like wouldn't speak yeah <laughs> so a lot of like my teachers were like Catherine doesn't speak but like she she never speaks up in class but it was because I didn't want to like speak on something that I wasn't totally sure on hmm. like I would rather listen to someone else talk who knows a lot about the subject than me talk if I only half know about the subject and I'm kind of like bluffing my way through. Like I don't want to like mislead people in any way. Yeah. So I think that definitely, fear definitely comes into like that aspect of it. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Cool. Well, like I do, I think a lot of people do this now, where like sometimes if I know I'm going to speak to someone, I rehearse what I'm going to say in my head. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely do that. But I think lots of people do that. Like even like, but it can be something really small. Like I'll be like waiting in line at the post office and I'll be like rehearsing my head to say that I want like six stamps. Oh no, I do that all the time. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting is like, especially with Enneagram stuff is 
Um, not all types do do that, and I definitely expect everyone to do that, um, but they shockingly don't. Yeah, and that's what I've noticed about how me and Adrian like speak about things. Mm. It's because I, I think he's a type two. I don't know for sure, mm. but I, I suspect he's a type two. But when we talk about certain subjects, like I will talk about things and whenever I'm talking about it, like I make, I'm talking about it to get to a point and like I know what my point is when I start talking. Yeah. Whether when he is talking about something, he sometimes doesn't know what point he wants to make when he starts talking. So he will like talk around the subject and then like realize a point while he's talking and then be like, oh, that's what I'm trying to say, I guess. And I'm like, but you didn't know that before you started speaking. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, you would kind of have thought in advance of... <laughs> and he's like so happy to like just chat and to like, he comes upon what's he want, what he wants to actually say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think, especially for type five and uh, me being a type four as well, we sort of your connection with your wing type of a type four. I think for both of us, we kind of... Uh, think about we in my way I sort of probably imagine a conversation in a like fantasy kind of way and yours is more you think about the yeah. the like step possible, that like yeah. if I say this they might say this and then I need to say this <laughs> I, I do the same thing so <laughs> don't worry so mentioning about your uh wings so for the five um the two types either side other type six um and the type four um, and how do you feel like they influence your type, if you feel like they influence your type? So, type four, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is no, no. like creative, like mm. wanting to be special. Yeah, yeah, creative, wanting to be special, wanting to be different, and very connected to emotions, kind of everything is uh, about their feelings. Yeah, I think I definitely connect to the four part of that. Like, I'm a very emotional person I think like not like maybe not like outwardly to the world like I'm not like wandering around like wearing my emotions on my sleeve but like in private or with people that I'm really good friends with mm -hmm. I do get like my emotions can run very high and I can get very like mood swinging mm -hmm. um so and I'm definitely like driven by my emotions in that sense and obviously like I do screenwriting mm. and I'm like very into being creative and a lot of that probably comes from wanting to be like seen as different and like have someone pointed out and be like, this is cool, you did this, only you could do this. Mm -hmm. I think I used to relate to being like a type, to have a type six wing. Mm. A couple of years ago, I would have said that I related to that really, really strongly and mm -hmm. I relate to it less so now, mm -hmm. which is nice, but I used to be like very, very anxious about putting myself out there or like, doing yeah doing things wrong or like things going wrong or if I put myself out there and like the world's blew up and I guess I still am like that in some ways like I still <laughs> get like irrationally worried about things like I, I worry about things that I don't need to worry about but I've gotten much better at controlling it yeah well I think that's that's definitely a very common experience for a lot of people with their wings is that 
quite often for a part of their life they really rely on one side and then kind of as they get older they start relying on their other wing and then sometimes they kind of flip between the two um so i think that's definitely quite a common kind of uh way that uh, uh, people move through their lives <laughs> for the type five uh, your line of disintegration uh, goes to the type seven and your line of integration goes to the type eight um, and how do you relate to kind of those lines so i think uh i don't relate to seven as much mm -hmm. but maybe that's because i'm like in a healthy place at the moment um i do like on some level of like in terms of like jumping from thing to thing I definitely have had like periods in my life where I'm like mm -hmm. I can't focus on anything like it's it's I found that very frustrating whenever like I can't focus on one thing and then I'm doing lots of other things like it takes up like a lot of energy yeah um, which is annoying for me um and I but I don't just think it's like it's not just like knowledge specifically it's sort of like tasks in my life like mm -hmm. little things if it's like I have laundry today and like there's washing up and like my bed's a mess and I have like three different things that I should be doing for my master's degree like that's where I would be like I do a bit of one and then a bit of another and then a bit of another and at the end of the day I don't feel like I've achieved anything because mm -hmm. I would do a little bit of each so that's where I'd be like oh this is irritating yeah so yeah, and um, I think that's interesting how you're kind of phrasing the energy stuff is for a lot of type fives, they, they're sort of, they want to make sure they have enough energy to do everything. Like, they don't want to waste energy, essentially. Yeah. I don't want to, like, do something and only have it, like, half done. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I hate that. Like, I would rather, like, do, do something, like... I've done a portion of it and it's like okay so it is like I've, or if it's like reading a book like I've read this much of the book I've read this chapter I hate like not reading a book and stopping it halfway through a chapter uh -huh. like, it feels like it's unfinished and yeah. I need to go back to it so it's the same with like anything that I'm doing I would rather sit there and work on it for like hours at a time and get it done and be able to like take it off the list mm -hmm. to do a little bit of it and then have to jump to something else and then have to jump to something else yeah that definitely makes sense um yeah. and then your sort of line of integration to the type eight like do you relate to kind of that and stuff i again like didn't used to mm. but i think i do much more now mm -hmm. in terms of like being like a leader and being an authority figure, I'm much more comfortable with that idea as I grow older. And especially now, cause I'm like teaching classes. Mm. Um, that's something that like, I didn't think I could do until I had like that level of like knowledge on a subject. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I definitely do know about this enough to teach it to other people. Mm. And like, I'm very, whenever I know everything about a subject like that like I do feel confident mm. enough to teach it to other people or share it with other people. No that definitely makes sense. So uh, what fictional character do you kind of relate to the most? So when we originally like read about type fives 
Sherlock Holmes is the one that like always comes up and it always really bothers me because I don't relate to Sherlock Holmes like at, well not at all like I do relate to like aspects of mm. like how he logically thinks through things but he is very like snooty and elitist and like cold and unfeeling and I don't feel like I'm that at all oh, yeah. so I was trying to think of other fictional characters who like are really into knowledge but also are, like warm people hmm. and the one I came up with is Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay I haven't seen Buffy but. Okay so his um deal is that he basically he's he acts as this is so nerdy he acts as Buffy's watcher so oh. he's like a vampire slayer and he's basically her her guardian for like how she should tackle the world and a lot of his role in the show is like literally like researching things and he like is the librarian at the school but he's also got this you know alter ego yeah. <laughs> that's Buffy out um but he's also like incredibly like warm and kind-hearted and like loyal towards the little like group mm-hmm. of friends that they make yeah um, so yeah like his position in the show is like he pulls in information in order to help her out mm-hmm. as opposed to like Sherlock Holmes who like just has a lot of information for his own gain I yeah think. yeah that definitely makes sense and it sounds like he's uh quite a he's kind of to to put the Enneagram on him he kind of sounds like he's a very integrated type five as well because that sort of aspect the kind of protective aspects and looking after people kind of draws from the type eight as well and stuff yeah but yeah that definitely makes sense kind of and wanting to have a representation that isn't just cold because i think that's that's something that i think a lot of people don't connect that's why a lot of people who probably are fives wouldn't connect with fives yeah i think that's what i struggled with whenever like we were first reading through them and i was first learning about enneagram was like i think the description for a type five was like that they just sit like in a room like reading and like and I'm like yeah like when I was a kid I probably did that a lot like I was a big bookworm but like that doesn't mean that you don't want to have like a social life yeah it's not the only the whole whole point (laughs) of like learning about all this stuff and like reading and like getting interested in things is so you can go or at least for me to like go share it with other people Mm. yeah that definitely makes sense and I think yeah I think that's something that uh, because I think a lot of the literature about fives does say stuff like that and a lot of and I'm sure there are fives who are more who are less interested in being social but doesn't mean that there aren't fives who are interested in being social (laughs) (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for talking to me today um that's been really interesting Um, yeah and do you have anything else that you kind of want to say about the Enneagram or do you want to kind of ask me before um Go. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm enjoying the videos. Cool, thanks. <laughs> cool. Well, I will thank you so much. And um, yeah, see you soon. Leave us a review if you like the show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Enya Obsessed. That's E N N E A Obsessed. We're also on Instagram at Enneagram Obsessed Pod. And if you completely disagreed with everything that we were saying, send us an email at enneagramobsessed at gmail.com.
or you can leave us a voicemail um, so we can actually hear your voices at anchor.fm forward slash Enneagram Obsessed. Help I'm Obsessed with the Enneagram is created and produced by us, Kyle Flynn Davies and Catherine McFall. Music is What a Wonderful Day by Shane Ivers from silvermansound.com. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>